Good morning, everyone. Greet you in Jesus' name. This has been a big weekend for uh, quite a few of our folks. Not everyone's here. Glad for each one of you who are here. In James chapter 5 and verse 11, it says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. Job, we know the story, he suffered at the hands of raiding bands of robbers. He suffered natural catastrophes, a dreadful skin disorder. He had a very pessimistic wife, and he had critical friends. But Job was, the Bible says, a patient man, and James refers to him. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. And this is a passage of some verses there in James 5 that speak to patience. And we think of Job's patience and we think of ourselves and, uh, and how would we score ourselves and our patience? Am I a patient person? And maybe we could do a little exercise for ourselves. Have you heard of the patience of blank and put your name there and ask some of your family and friends, people that you work with, ask them, how would you score me on patience? On a scale of one to five, with five being an excellent example of patience and Two and a half kind of normal, moderate, and one being a disaster when it came to, comes to patience. Just irritable and reacting to every little frustration or whatever. And so today I'd like for us to um, have a little workshop here on patience. It's a part of, it's just an everyday life issue. And uh, for all of us, yesterday, we, many of us were at a wedding, and the vows include a phrase, uh, exercise patience, kindness, and forbearance. And if you're married and you, you vowed those, those things, and patience, kindness, and forbearance are very closely linked together. Uh, Christian kindness, Christian patience, and forbearance are closely knit. Definitions, just to uh, review. One definition I found was the capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. 
The Wikipedia says patience is the ability to endure difficult circumstances such as perseverance in the face of delay, tolerance of provocation without responding in annoyance, anger, or forbearance when under strain. Merriam-Webster says, bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint, manifesting forbearance under provocation or strain, steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. And, and scriptures uh, use the word patience and long-suffering interchangeably uh, in a number of cases. In Paul's prayer, maybe you want to turn to this, Colossians 1, beginning at verse 9, this is a prayer of Paul's for ordinary people living just everyday, ordinary lives and, and knowing the challenges that we all face. And he prayed for them that they would be Christian in their responses. Beginning at verse 9 of the first chapter of Colossians. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. And here's what I want you to especially notice. Unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. But here in verse 11, notice again, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Um, patience and long-suffering are, are like this. They are very, it's, it's difficult to distinguish uh, real clearly between the two. And I found that there are two Greek words uh, the one that is translated patience here in, in uh, verse 11 is a word, I, I can't even say these Greek words uh, correctly, I don't think, but one of them is hypomon, is how it looks. And it would mean, uh, the idea is to remain under, remain under, or abide under difficult circumstances, as when it is not possible to escape or avoid them. The Strong says, cheerful endurance and constancy, enduring patience, patient continuance. continuance. So there's uh, an endurance, even uh, with a cheerfulness about it, a hopefulness with it in the face of difficult things that 
we can't just walk away from easily. And long-suffering, what is translated long-suffering here, is macrothermia, and it refers to remaining in a state of emotional quietness and calm in the face of difficulty. Uh, Strong says forbearance or fortitude, long-suffering, patience as part of the uh, part of the definition. So they're right together. And then looking at some other translations, what they do with that phrase, uh, the New King James uses basically the same words. The English Standard, uh, instead of saying patience and long-suffering, it says uh, endurance and patience. So it flips uh, patience to the next word. The New American Standard says steadfastness and patience. New English says patience and steadfastness. And the Amplified says to exercise every kind of endurance and patience. And all of them say with joy. Now that doesn't sound very natural, does it? There is a natural kind of patience, I think. Some people seem more naturally patient in the middle of chaos, maybe more what some people call laid back, serene, and not easily disturbed, and they smile, and things can be going nuts all around them, and they're not really bothered all that much, or not always anyway. So sometimes it can seem like a uh, personality trait or a trait that's, uh, that's there part of the time, depending on their mood, how they're feeling themselves. Uh, if they're happy, maybe uh, they can handle, tolerate a lot more. If they're sick and or a big and unexpected bill shows up, uh, maybe they react differently. I can identify with that. And I think there's a trained patience, a practiced patience, like maybe somebody in customer service would uh, have some training on how to deal with unhappy people. And how to, you probably find that in the medical field too. Probably, uh, I mean, did you have some training? Did they tell you, be nice to everybody that complains? And the customer is always, always right, you know, over the phone when dealing with a, uh, a uh, disappointed, unhappy person. But what we're talking about here and what we're concerned about is the kind of patience that comes from God and with God's grace and is otherworldly and says something. It's a message. It's a part of the epistle of Christ being work, written on our hearts in how we, do, how we respond to things. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit 
is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, all this worked by the Spirit of God in the heart of someone who loves Jesus. And that's the kind we want and we want more of. I, I do. We notice that it is a characteristic of God, our Heavenly Father, in Romans 2, 4. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? God be patient. In 1 Timothy 1, verse 16, Howbeit for this cause I, Paul, obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. And 1 Peter 3.20 refers to the longsuffering of God in the days of Noah. I really do appreciate God's patience and long-suffering toward me. And um, I know you do. And God desires to see that kind of patience in me uh, toward others and toward my circumstances. And He wants us to grow in that. And He calls us to that. In Ephesians 4, the first several verses, Ephesians 4, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Longsuffering. Now, if you're not as patient as you want to be, if you feel like God is not satisfied with the level of patience that you have, then do take heart. I, I, I believe, I know that there is hope for impatient saints. And there are impatient saints. But uh, God wants to make them more saintly and work His grace in them. And... Uh, before we talk about some things that can help us become patient and grow our patience, uh, I think we can be helped in looking at what all patience involves. We've touched on some of this already. The first one I have is that patience involves love. In 1 Corinthians 13, we'll get to that here in a few Sundays, charity suffereth long. And is kind, loving our neighbor as ourself, is the second commandment. And the golden rule says to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And how how patient would we do we like for other people to be toward us? We like it when they are. We like it when they care enough about us and love us enough to be patient with us. And charity 
love suffereth long, love is patient. Isn't there a song? Love is patient and kind. So that's one thing that patience involves. Patience involves humility. In uh, Ephesians 4, verse 2, with all lowliness and meekness with long-suffering or patience, forbearing one another in love. So we're not someone who is uh, a spiritual, a spirit-wrought patience. In a Christian person is not one who lifts himself above others as though he has the power uh, or can demand that these irritating ways in other people um, and annoying habits of other people go away. That, that I'm in a high enough place where I can be scornful toward them and, and, be, uh, and demand that they disappear and be irritated toward that person. It involves humility. Patience involves meekness. With lowliness and meekness, we just read, with long-suffering. And meekness is a powerful word. It's a word of uh, restraint and uh, self-control. And the power that it takes to be that way, uh, instead of just... Uh, flying off the handle, which is losing control. And so that urge to be irritated and angry and frustrated is restrained and conditioned to behave itself and stay down. And uh, it's under control. And it doesn't just erupt. That's meekness. That's a powerful word. So love and humility and meekness and patience involves mercy. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. 2 Peter 3, 9. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, long-suffering. I could have mentioned this earlier that uh, I saw somewhere that long-suffering, that word came into uh, being uh, when a Bible translator was trying to translate from the Greek, what, trying to capture what that word meant. And uh, he came up with long-suffering. And uh, I think it was Coverdale, Miles Coverdale, and his translation of the Bible into English, and then it came on up through the other translations and to our King James and others. But mercy, God will judge, but He is long-suffering. There's mercy in His patience. And what justice, what position are we in that we can demand justice of others, or administer justice to others after the mercy that God has shown us. 
Number five, uh, patience involves forgiveness. In Matthew 18, 21 through uh, 35, we have, let me just flip there. Matthew 18, verse 21, Then came Peter to Jesus and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Seven times? Would that be enough? And Jesus said, No. I say, Not unto thee until seven times, but seventy times seven. Peter probably had a patience problem and was quickly easily irritated. We saw that in some of the other disciples too. But uh, Jesus said that we must forgive. And then Jesus tells a story, a parable, about forgiveness. And uh, someone who owned a ruler a lot, we're very familiar with the story. And uh, the ruler was going to demand it of him, demanded it of him, that he pay his, his debt. And he begged for forgiveness, for patience. He begged for patience. And the king, the ruler, forgave him. And then this servant went out and grabbed someone else impatiently and would not have patience with the small, in comparison, debt that his fellow servant owed him. And Jesus taught, so will you be judged unless you forgive from your heart. Patience involves forgiveness. The scripture teaches us that patience involves endurance, which we've seen already in James 5. And we'll read a few verses here, beginning with verse 7. James 5, beginning at verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy, very compassionate. So, we can plan on it that Patience will be needed, will be necessary until Christ returns. And he describes here as a farmer with crops. And God was lull with much patience in his strawberry venture. And I do pray that he has a very profitable year, both in patience and in strawberry. And patience also, number seven, involves hope. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. There's a perspective of eternity with Christian patience 
you know, all wrongs will be righted. We don't have to be all upset and uh, frustrated and angry. Present sufferings will seem very insignificant in comparison to Christ's approval on how we respond and the blessing that comes on us when we are patient disciples, patient followers of Jesus. Now, a few thoughts on becoming more patient. It does not come naturally. And um, I don't know how you would score me on patience just from your familiarity with me, but I, I, I confess I am not... I'm not as patient as you think. I do struggle with impatience at times. And, um, you know, we were just here, uh, just read about the coming of the Lord draweth nigh and the patience we need to have and the endurance in waiting for the Lord. But I've thought about it that many a man, many a father, a husband, finds it more easy to be patient for the coming of the Lord than for the coming of his wife and children out to the car when it's time to leave. It's impatience often that is the match that ignites anger, a flash of frustration, maybe a little jerking and slamming of things. Or it can kindle a slow burn. Maybe it's, under, maybe it's under control, but there's a warmth under the collar, a rising irritation. We don't want that. We want to develop more of a spiritual fruit of patience. Uh, several things that we can think about and work on that might help you, that has helped me, one is to recognize that patience is part of holiness. It's part of the uh, person that God wants His children to be. It's part of God's character and God's standard, and He wants us to become more like He is. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. So that's one thing. That's a patient to note, understand that patience is part of holiness. And God said, Be ye holy as I am holy. And He wants us to develop His characteristics so we can better show others who God is, how God is, what God is like. Number two, establish and strengthen your hearts, we're instructed from the Bible, in our relationship with God. In verse 8 there we saw, Be ye also patient, establish your hearts. In Colossians 1 we saw, strengthened with all might. Oh, maybe it's a little, it's a little later in Paul's prayer. Strengthened with all might. And in Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, 
Walk in the Spirit. Read God's Word. Read it prayerfully. Pray about your needs. Pray about patience. Pray about the fruit that God wants to work in your heart. And I believe that one way we... uh, Okay, we'll get to that a little later, I think. But it can come with commitment and growth. It's a fruit like all other uh, righteous characteristics. It's a fruit of communion with God. Study God. In James 5.11, Behold, we count them happy which endure. You've heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, the purpose of the Lord. Consider God's character. Consider His sovereignty. Consider that God is in control. Consider His blessings on those who are patient. And then commit yourself to patience. Put on, therefore, in Colossians 3.12, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. And you know, uh, a very critical piece here is part of putting on is putting off. So what are the things that aren't patient? You know, irritations, frustrations, impatience. Confess those things. Repent of those things. Renounce those things. Those things have to be put away. If we tolerate them, practice them, they we don't have room for Patience to grow, for the Spirit to work, and patience to grow. Commit yourself to patience, a conscious, serious decision before God. And practice not complaining about others. James 5, 9 said, grudge not one against another. Brethren, lest ye be condemned. No, complaining puts the focus on the problem rather than on my need to be patient. And I'm kind of blaming the, uh, the irritant, the other person, or this flat tire, or this bill, or whatever it is. I'm blaming that for where I am. And surely God would understand. And other people should understand. They do. But that's not what God wants. And when we complain, it only stirs impatience and aggravation. Sometimes the things that we complain about are our own fault. A uh, poorly trained child can be an irritant to a parent. 
and maybe the parent did not uh, give proper attention. That has happened many, many times. And there have been many angry parents, angry at their children, who are the results of their lack of care and parenting for their children. Or getting irritated when a paper disappears because they're not organized well. They're in stacks and heaps. Uh, that's one that has frustrated me. And I've complained to Martha, where is this paper? And then I find it underneath my stack of compost. Martha has gently admonished me different times about it. Right now, my desk looks pretty good. We had company coming. <laughs> that helped a little bit. But you know, I like it better. I like it better that way. Fewer frustrations. Or it can be just poor management. You know, we didn't figure how much time it really took. We didn't allow that little bit of extra time for the traffic and the lights that didn't turn right when you needed to go through and get on your way. It always takes a little more time. I'm still learning about that one, too. It always takes a little more time than you expect. And even when, see, even when we're, it's our fault, really, we, we still become irritated can become irritated and snap at innocent people around us. Another thing we can do is study Bible examples. Notice mature Christian examples and follow them as they follow Christ. Take my brethren the prophets, James wrote in verse 10, chapter 5, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for examples of suffering, affliction, and of patience. I thought of that uh, Lowell, in your opening this morning, the prophets that he listed in the, and the discouragement that they faced. And um, we can look at them as examples of patience. God gave them some encouragement, didn't he? And then to just practice patience. 1 Thessalonians 5.14, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. Be patient toward all men. Walk in the Spirit. Learn to count. You've heard that little, that little, uh, I don't know what you call it, little proverb or whatever, count to ten. Give yourself a little time to get a hold of yourself. But, you know, as a Christian, um, not just to uh, get your, not just to hold your tongue and grimace and grit your teeth and keep yourself from an outburst, but to connect with God. Lord, help me here now. And 
when we do become irritated to confess our sin to God. And if you're like me, you sometimes have to ask someone's forgiveness, say you're sorry. And, uh, and we go from there. But that helps us. That's part of our practice. It's strengthening. James 1.4, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Trials are an opportunity to grow, to exercise our patience muscles, to strengthen our character and be more... And a lot of other things, too, from faith to charity. It's all of the Christian life. Is This is just one piece of it. It all is works together. And um, as we grow in our patience, we'll become more ready for the next irritant that will come. And they will come. And God uses those irritations to help develop patience in us. The story is told, I read recently, of um, a young man who struggled with patience, being patient, and he came to George Mueller, the great man of prayer, and asked him, would you pray for me that I could become more patient? And he was glad to let us kneel to pray. And George Mueller prayed, according to the story, and says, Lord, I pray that you will bring difficulty into this man's life and that you will just bring continuous uh, trials in his experience that he may grow in patience. And the man jumped up, this young man, and grabbed Mueller and shook him and said, you misunderstood what I was asking you to pray for. He wasn't wanting that. But God does use that. I I pray carefully for patience. But um, I think thinking of that, that uh, God uses trials to help us grow in our patience, I think that helps me be more permitted to be patient. And um, to think about that. So patience is a part, is a characteristic of God. Patience is a characteristic that God, that God's children should have. We should have the traits of our fathers, of our heavenly Father. So may God bless us in the things that we face that can be irritating and help us to grow in our patience and glorify Him in our responses. Shall we have a song?